everyone. Welcome back to 60 Minutes Spill. It's been um, a couple weeks. I have Casey on with me. Hi, Casey. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Surviving the stormy weather. Stormy weather. Yeah, like welcome to Texas. I don't know. If, is this a Houston <laughs> thing or a Texas thing? Because I left my house earlier sweating and I came back freezing. Like I didn't even, you just never know. You've got to check that weather app every single day around here. Yeah, agreed. Have yeah. an umbrella. Yeah. Um, it, the weather, like mother nature, like enough said, it has to be a woman, like temperamental. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Back and forth. So I'm really excited to be on recording with you today, Casey. Um, guys, sorry, we went a little MIA. I had a family tragedy happen actually the day that we recorded last. Isn't that crazy? On January 20th, like Casey, Ashley and I hopped on and recorded Casey's birthday weekend recap which got extremely delayed but eventually did get put out so I hope you guys enjoyed that um it was a short and sweet little spill sesh for you guys but um later like a few hours after we got done recording um my mom suffered a severe heart attack and um ended up passing away um it was like really unexpected and just I don't know like from that day forward I literally had no breathing room for like days. And so I kind of just fell off the face of the earth and I'm pretty desperate for normalcy now that we're like in a whole new month. And it's just, it's been a wild ride, right? Casey. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. To say the least. Yeah. 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 No, it, it's, it's a wild and it's never going to stop. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, in the sense of like, there's going to be days where you kind of just break down and you're just like, why am I crying? Drive, you know, and you're driving, you're like bawling your eyes out. Right. Um, and other days they're better, but yeah. So we should have probably issued a trigger warning. We're talking about death. We're talking about loss, grief. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely be putting one in the episode description, but for those of you that don't know, Casey also lost her mother. Um, it's has it been two years now three yeah in 2019 so three three years now so that was also um unexpected and um I want like I want you to share a little bit about what happened you know with your mom and what that looked like for you and where you are today um I'm not gonna lie guys like I don't know that I've fully begun to grieve um my mom did not have life insurance. She didn't have like a funeral policy, anything of that sort in place. And so like even the moment that it happened at the hospital, um, they like immediately start asking you all these questions <laughs> and it's very overwhelming. Granted, when we got there, um, like the state that she was in, I kind of knew um, that she wasn't going to make it. Um, and it was a little more difficult for me, like having my sister and my nephew, uh, there because like, they don't really understand the medical aspect or like, like, for example, when we got to the hospital, um, they let all of us back there. And like, right now they're still very strict because of COVID restrictions on how many people could be back there. But I knew it was because of, um, like her, you know, her, she wasn't stable. And then instead of like asking us to go back to the waiting room, they set us up in a room nearby. So I knew that also wasn't <laughs> a good sign. Um, yeah. and then obviously be working in the medical field. Like I, 
Like I saw them running with an intubation tray. I'm like, okay, she's getting intubated. She's not breathing. Like there's a, it's like ignorance can be bliss truly, because when you know, you know, things that are going on, it just makes it feel more, um, more real and very fast. So, um, right off the bat, my sister's like, you're being so negative. Cause I'm like, this is not good. Like she's not, you know, I'm like, no, no, no. I just, I know this is not right. good. Like, I'm just mentally preparing you guys. And sure enough, like she, um, never made it out. Of, like they were supposed to get her into ICU. She never left triage. Like she never, they never were able to stabilize her. So, um, yeah, right away. It's like, Hey, we're going to get your loved one, like cleaned up. You can come and spend some time with her. And then right away, you have to decide, like, do I want to see her like that? Am I going to, you know, I, I, I did, um, I did go see her. We all did. Uh, my son was the only one that wasn't comfortable seeing her. Um, and it was really hard. Like at the end of the night, like family rushed over, like my mom's sister and brother came and my cousin came and we literally spent the whole day there. Cause this happened like at 10 AM, 11 AM and everyone slowly started going home and they were getting ready to take her to the morgue. And I just could not leave Casey. Like I could not leave. I'm like, I, I no, like what? Everyone was home. And I was just there until they came for her. And I started feeling I was going crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Eventually they came for her and that was it. Like I had to hit the ground running. I had to figure out so she was here in Houston when it happened and we buried her back home in the Rio Grande Valley. So I had to, like, for those of you who have a, a mother, father, loved one, that's going to want to be like buried somewhere else. Like it's a process to get that body to that location, you know, right. and it's an expensive one too. So even though it's like a five, six hour drive, it was still like, they're like, do you want to fly her? Do you want to drive her? Do you want to do like, oh my gosh. And then they're like, well, since you're going to have her services over there, we have to have her embalmed here, which is when they prepare the body, you know, they can't yeah. just it in the morgue. So I kept calling funeral homes asking, can you embalm my mother for preparation to like send her somewhere? And they're like, no, we won't embalm unless you're going to have her services here. Like it, it's so much stuff, you know, that you have to start doing like right away, you know, and you don't have time to really like process like that she's gone, like the, that your loved one is gone. So that's kind of just like a little preview of like what I had to go through. And then once I finally like coordinated everything, I had to then go to the Valley to plan her funeral. My sister was like not functioning at all. And really no one, my, my nephew wasn't, um, like everyone was just really out of it. And so I kind of went into like fight or flight, you know, just like yeah. fight mostly. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I started just doing everything and like everything just happened so fast. And then before you know it, like a few days later, my mom's services had passed. I come home and then that's it. Grief is really weird. You're expected to just like return to life, you know, like you jobs only, this is another thing. Like jobs only give you three days of bereavement. That's wild. I, I've taken bereavement before for distant relatives, but I just assume that for like a mother or a father or a child, it would be seven days or like something a little yeah. longer. No, like, no. And I work for like a fortune 500 company. That's like very well known. And no, like they expect you to use your time and 
Like I occur time throughout the year. I don't have like a bank. So I, it's the beginning of the year. I don't have like all this PTO yet. So it, it was just like a fucking nightmare. Okay. Like just an absolute nightmare. And, um, you know, I've, people have been asking like, oh, you're back at work already. Like you're doing this, you're doing that. Like, are you sure you're fine? I'm like, no, I'm not sure, but I also have no choice, but to be fine. And so that's kind of what it's been like for me. Um, and in a little bit, we'll kind of like dive into like the stages of grief and things like that. But I wanted you to kind of like share what your experience was like losing your mom. Um, and if you could relate to anything that I've been through. Yeah. So when my mom passed, um, it was a couple of weeks after my grandfather had passed the year prior. So he passed in 2018, December 10th. And then my mom ended up passing December 22nd. And I feel like she passed with a broken heart. She really was like, you know, really upset about my grandfather um, as we all were. And that was like my first time dealing with the death in my family. Like, I think like I had seen like my grandma's brother pass, but you know, we just went to his funeral, still very sad, but not no one in my immediate family. Um, and so when he passed, it was like more of like a shock, like what? Yeah. And then, so I dealt with that and I, you know, just, I was like, what would he want me to be? Like, how would he want me to deal with it? And so his was, he was slowly passing away. Like we kind of knew it was coming in that situation. And then when my mom passed, I remember the day, like I was, it was a Sunday I was getting, I was at work and I was, um, luckily by myself and my sister just gave me like a call and she just couldn't talk. And I was so nervous because whenever my sister calls me, mostly because she had called me the last year about my grandfather, I was like, oh my God, my grandma's, my grandma passed. I immediately thought my grandma and she was like, you know, it's mom. And I was so confused because I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. She's just like, yeah. Ooh, she was, uh, she had to have been like in her fifties, late forties, early fifties, like around there. Wow. Yeah. Um, very young. And she had just had knee surgery like months before that. And she was doing good. Um, so it was very unexpected. And I just texted my boss. I texted my friends and I was like, Hey, this is the news I just got. I'm headed home. And my boss was like, Oh my gosh, she has to close up the place and leave. Like, do you need anything? Do you need me to drive you? Like she was just so like, she was so, so supportive and like, whatever you need, don't worry about coming back to work until like you can. She had certain like, you know, she input all my time that I needed. And like, I did have a bank of days I could take off. So um, I think I took like two weeks off mostly because it was also the holidays. It was like Christmas was in the couple, like a couple of days. So um I just remember driving home in the valley and like everyone was just calling to check up on me and I was just like adrenaline mode like I don't have time to be sad right now I just need to get there to my family um because my sisters was the one like my well my mom's boyfriend was the one that found her and he called my sister and was like I don't like something's not right um and 
then there was like the cops were questioning her boyfriend, like if he had anything to do with it. We're just like, it was so crazy. And like my sister had to call everybody, like her siblings, my grandma. Um, and prior, well, when my grandpa passed as well, my sister, Crystal, she was the one that had to deal with my grandpa's arrangements and everything because his kids weren't like they were a mess like they didn't know how to handle it so my sister stepped up and did that so then when my mom passed she did the same thing um and so I was like I need to help her and her adrenaline kicked in too like you and her are very much the same like it was just like fight or flight and she had to figure it out and luckily I was there to help her and we both um, kind of just took charge of everything we ended up cremating my mom and she also didn't have um, insurance to help with anything Aww. so I remember like my grandma didn't know what to do um, she had just lost her husband so it was just oh we gosh. ended up yeah it was just like such a mess and um, we were like well let's just do a GoFundMe like we weren't financially prepared either like we would have never thought we needed to prepare you know right you're y'all were so young so we were so young yeah so we didn't we had no idea um we started a GoFundMe and I mean thank god we had like loved ones that you know supported you know my mom and us um and we ended up yeah cremating her and then we waited um a couple of months no not a couple of months maybe like weeks we buried her she passed in December and then we buried her in January and we actually so um there's an old cemetery in our hometown that's like on Solis Road do you know about it it's like no. a little Mexican so back in the day um they're um, where near rab road there's like a side road that goes i'm trying to think about it in my mind anyways it was where white people were buried what? <laughs> yeah and it's a little cemetery yes for like dead people um it was a little cemetery um that's like cemeteries hidden. were segregated i didn't i would never have like imagined that yes that and not so fun. much and not so much segregated but like yeah, like you kept separate. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, it was less segregated. Um, and it's in between Solis and Rab, both of the cemeteries. So this one was where all the white people were buried. So like back in the old school, like beginning of Laferia, that's where you'll find those people buried. And then you go a little bit further away, um, and then you'll find and it's between it's like behind some houses, like little houses, and um, that's where all the like Mexicans are buried. And you'll see like mainly the Solis family, like all of their family members are there. That's so interesting. Um, and it's like it's kept up by people's like family members of like whoever's buried there. Like um my mom's boyfriend, he still goes to this day and like he'll weedied like whatever grass is growing sometimes. He'll pick up some trash and um so anyways we my grandfather wanted to be buried with his mom his mom is buried there his brother's buried there and a couple of other family members are um so we were trying to figure out like okay like who do we call to access the cemetery 
at least to bury somebody i mean he's cremated so it was a lot easier um and they were like no well just go for it you know we finally got a hold of someone and they just were like yeah go ahead do what you gotta do (laughs) so my mom's boyfriend buried a hole for my grandfather and he was he's buried at the feet of or at the edge of where his mom is buried wow so yeah and so then when my mom passed we were like this girl doesn't have like any idea where she wanted to be buried so let's just bury her next to her dad and next to her grandma so there's a little spot in between um her grandma and her uncle and we buried a spot there and that's where she's at and we recently got headstones for both my grandpa and her um but it's so old school <laughs> like I said we did it ourselves so it, there was no charge like you know we didn't have that's so special and that's so like I'm so glad that you guys were able to make that happen right I know it was so uh, I don't know it's our little secret spot and we don't have to deal with like funeral homes that kind of screw you over well so wait she didn't have a service um she had a mass and so that's another thing like we are one of our family members is a priest and he did he did it for my grandfather and he did one for my mom he did the mass for both of them um for my grandfather he had a rosary he had all this stuff he had the services through um the same one your mom was buried at what's it called heavenly grace yes heavenly grace um and with my mom she we just asked them to cremate her and then like nothing else then we were able just to take her and take her to the church at saint francis and have a mass there and then that was it and then we just went to lunch yeah (laughs) and so so yeah that was like and then after that I my birthday was coming up and I came to Galveston I was still living in Austin at the time and I came to Galveston to hang out with Taylor um and so I spent New Year's here with her and my birthday here with her and it was kind of nice to just be with people that understood my boundaries and like it wasn't really something I wanted to talk about because my emotions I keep them like pretty buried in there um so she she was just great throughout the whole time and my birthday was nice and I was able to kind of get back into the group of things and that's crazy because that happened to you both like back to back years that you had lost right before your birthday yeah and um it's not I don't know why I'm laughing but like my mom passed on the 20th of January and then her birthday was the 2nd of February and then my birthday is this month too so it's just like a really weird time to lose someone you know because I feel like your birthday month is like it's special you know and it's something you kind of look forward to every year I know we were both February babies me and my mom so like we liked that (laughs) it was like the one time a year that we would like we're both like choking at the same time yeah (laughs) what the heck that's funny I don't know it was it was weird um 
you know, like I had logged into work and I had PTO like half a day of PTO on my mom's birthday. Cause usually, you know, I work late. I usually work till 8 PM. And so I, I always request her birthday evening off so I can take her to dinner. And I was like, I'm still going to take it off. Like we're doing the rosary for her right now. And like, I don't know, it's just, it's weird. <laughs> Grief is so weird, but I'm glad that you had someone, you know, to lean on that. I feel like Taylor is like, so compassionate, you know, like she really is a true empath, you know? Yeah. She was like, when my grandfather passed, I was, it's, it's funny now. <laughs> and actually it was kind of funny then because I was getting out of, um, it's not really volunteer work because I didn't volunteer for this, but it was part of my, um, what's it called? Not penance. Like I'm not in church. Um, <laughs> I got in trouble basically. And I was at the Travis County, um, women's correctional center, like cleaning for Stop. them. Stop. <laughs> and like, I had kept it a secret from my family. Um, and so we can't have our phones, right? There's like a little locker. So when you leave, you get your stuff, whatever. And I remember like getting my phone and like, I had all these missed calls and text messages. And, um, the night before that I was with this guy that my grandfather probably wouldn't have approved of. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I answer the phone, my sister, everyone's like, and then I know you how you said like your your son didn't want to see your mom and like if you even if you wanted to see her like that well my uncle immediately like facetimes me and like is showing me my lifeless grandfather and I'm like (laughs) and I'm like what sorry I didn't mean to laugh but like what the fuck (laughs) no it's funny because I'm like oh my god what are we doing right now like I am like one, I'm trying to walk away from like the Travis County. <laughs> dude, you're like, what is my life right now? I what, and I'm wearing yes, dude. It was so weird, and immediately, real. I was like, I was, so like I was like, oh my god, he knows. Like, I immediately thought he's a ghost. He knows who I was with last <laughs> night, and he knows like I just got out of this jail. Like, I'm I'm in trouble, but I'm like, but not really. What's he gonna do? <laughs> Um, I cannot do this. <laughs> so when that happened, I remember calling Taylor and telling her, and she was on a like at the airport getting ready to head to Florida to see our other friend. Um, and she's like, "Do you want me to come with you? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll get my flight. I'll switch my flight over to the valley." Like, I was like, "No, no, no. You go on your trip. Like, I need to handle this like on my own. It's fine." I'll see you later. Um, but she was ready to like switch flights and to come and hang out. But for my mom's um, mask, she did come home with me and she was so sweet. She created this like video of like that we played during the mass, wow. uh, like pictures of my mom growing up and then my mom with my siblings and I and her brothers and sisters and just like her life, you know, and like with music that um we like some of her favorite songs so it was really emotional and very sweet but she did that and to this day we like joke about it um but she's always like every time I'm mad at you I always talk to your mom and I'm just like oh that's so 
<laughs> it is. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to be like, Lisa, are you there? <laughs> you should. She probably is. I'm telling you. She's everywhere. Uh, but that's what I wanted to also talk about with you on a different, like at a different time. But we'll talk, I'll talk about it now. Was like grief with someone passing you never really get over it you never will it's just like that's not gonna happen um there's days again where you're gonna just like break down into tears and then there's days where you're gonna laugh at a memory or something that they said and for me I would see cardinals a lot and apparently like that's something I've been seeing a red cardinal in my name in my yard yes so does that mean something yeah, it means like a, a um a loved one is visiting you. Oh, that makes me uh, Yeah. And a lot of times it would like run into like not run into, but it would like peck at my boss's window. Oh my and God. I had told her, like, I've been seeing Cardinal so much. I think it's my grandpa. You're like, if you see a Cardinal around, it's my grandpa. I told her, I was like, it's my grandpa. And she's like, What do you mean? It's my grandpa. And I was like, so, you know, the wind, like the Cardinal would peck at her window, like it'd be like knocking and she'd be like, Cavs, your grandpa's here. And that like, it's so sweet. Um, yeah. you know, and I, like, I don't think it's coincidence. I'm a very like intuitive, like spiritual, like, I don't know. Like I, I, I have like dreams. I've talked to my friend Chatel about it before. Like I'm very in touch, you know, with like my surroundings and stuff and like it wasn't honestly until recently honestly I think when I became friends with you um and like started talking more to my friends to tell like about spirituality and like I think last year I went through like a major spiritual awakening and like started realizing because I guess I've always seen spirituality and religion like as two separate things and it's definitely something that I've always wanted to talk about here on on like in more in depth on the podcast but like you can do both. You know what I mean? Like you can manifest and pray. Like they, yeah. a lot of people do one or the other. Like you can definitely combine the two and like bring your hopes and dreams to life. But, um, angel numbers, like numbers, um, yeah. I've been seeing two, 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 two. And what's crazy is like my mom and me would always use those numbers for things like, um, I don't have it for any of my passwords or stuff, but like my mom used to use it as like her passwords um, because she'd be like, well, I'll always do like two, 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 five, because like, she's like, it's my birthday. And then it's like linked to your birthday. So like February 2nd, February 25th, you know? So like we, she would do that to like make it easier for me to remember things. And um, I just, I've been seeing the number everywhere. And the other day, like, I'll just randomly pick up my phone and that's the time it is, you know, or look at the microwave and that's what time it is. And I was recently like, here's another thing. And again, this could be another like episode, but we did not have like the best relationship. However, I want to say in the past six months or so, um, like, I don't, I can't recall like any recent arguments or like we had like a really good stretch of no drama. Like we were good. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to her a lot. I was seeing her a lot. And one of my routines I had with her recently, maybe the last three or four months was every day when I'd be in pickup line for my kids, um, sh- we would talk that like at that time. 
So that was like our scheduled, like catch up time. And like the other day, one of the first days when I was back to get my kids, I literally felt like my car was like closing in on me. Like I started to like, it just feels really real when you are forced into thinking and like Mm -hmm. accepting the reality. And I just was like, couldn't breathe. And I felt really like crazy. I can't explain it. Like I started to just like feel weird. And like, I didn't want to listen to music. I didn't want to, I just wanted to like escape. Mm -hmm. And I'm like in this long ass line of like 300 cars waiting for my kids. And I look in the rear view mirror and we have these little tags that we hang on our, on our rear view mirrors that have the number of our, like our kids number. And then the car behind me, like she hung her tag and it was two, two, two. Oh, I took a picture of it. That gave um, me chills. Yeah. And I was like, I felt like it was her way of saying like, you can talk to me. I am here with you. Like, go ahead and talk, you know? And so I'm like, mom, <laughs> are you here? So we started, like, I just was like, just talking to myself, obviously, but it just gave me comfort. And like, those are the little things that whether they mean something or don't, whether it's coincidence, like I, I'm, as I get older, I'm starting to believe less and less in coincidence just because like, there's so many things that we wish would happen, want to happen. And like a lot of it doesn't happen. So when things that you really desire or need take place, like it's not a coincidence, like it's, it's meant to be, you know? So, um, yeah, things like that have really been like helping me through, but, um, I wanted to talk a little bit. Taylor, of course, is our outline girl and she always helps us out like creating like a little rhythm for our episodes. And she, mentioned that we should kind of talk a little bit about like the stages of grief. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, there are seven stages of grief and those stages are shock, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance slash hope. Um, and do you feel like you've gone through all those stages? And I know that people have always said, like, it's not a linear process. Like you, you don't, sometimes you go through like bargaining first and then you hit depression. Like it's not, it doesn't always happen in that order. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously shock was cause I had no idea. So yeah, I went through that. Um, I was very surprised, but also, for so long we were telling like my mom was a big soda drinker like that girl could have a coca-cola every day she did and she would always say like I don't give a shit I'm gonna die anyways um that was just kind of that was the woman that my mom was like she didn't give a shit um and so we'd be like I would always tell her I'm like well do you want me to have grandkids and she'd be like it's not gonna happen I'm gonna die before that and like (laughs) she fucking did um and um because I was like trying to like tell her like quit drinking sodas like you need to be healthy and it's just like bitch really like now she's like again like late 40s early 50s and like like chill out so yeah I was shocked I went through shock um I don't know if I went through anger or like denial like I guess because my grandfather had passed prior to that um and when we were burying him I remember our cousin that's the priest was like you know doing the prayer over him and he was giving a little talk about it and he just was he said this isn't him like what you're burying is just the body 
of somebody but he is always going to be around he's going to be in your heart he's going to be in your memories so it's okay he's like we're all born and we're meant to die sooner or later so I just kind of after that I'm like yeah you're right we're all gonna die like it's not a big deal and you know he lived his life he had you know he had kids and he had grandkids and he did so much during his life so yeah maybe it was his time to go um so for me like denial wasn't I didn't really see the denial but um definitely went through like depression and it wasn't so much like the typical type of depression where you just like hide yourself from everyone and like you become a hermit and you and obviously everyone's depression is different but um I I think I've more focused more on like comfort food oh gosh <laughs> and stopped working out and like it wasn't like I was I had a good routine going was what I had like I was more consistent and then when this happened I was able to or like in my head like allowed myself to just take a nap after work because I was tired and I didn't need to work out and so it just it happened you know usually it's like all right get up you know you got to go move your body no it became like a everyday type of thing yeah. so I fell into like a funk yeah of not working out and then finally I was like okay girl you gotta get it together I think it was actually like My that impression. yeah and then that time um when we went to Nashville like that day we don't know I was all sick um and then the next day I was like I went running on the treadmill um after that like that's what kicked me back into gear into actually like wanting to feel good again that's so special I I didn't know that and I'm yeah I'm like grateful that I was there with you and you yeah you like you cured me I nursed you back to health with the mix (laughs) that is amazing though and sometimes you know another like not to skip around but you know um Taylor asked like what are some things that you could recommend to friends and you know things like that that are grieving or that are going through a loss um it's pretty crazy because (laughs) I'm telling you like I shut down and ever since I was a kid I've always been that kind of person like if someone tells me like don't cry I will not cry and when my grandpa and my dad my mom could not stand needles so my my stepdad Joe and my grandpa would take me to get my shots every time my shots were due and I mean when I was like four or five like every year whenever they were due my my grandpa would tell me no vas a llorar like you're not gonna cry okay you're tough and I would look at him and I would like I was so strong-minded that I would literally be like he's right like it's not gonna hurt I'm not gonna cry and I just would not cry I know now there's like studies saying that that's like damaging and it doesn't allow kids <laughs> to like process emotions and stuff but, right. like it really helped me and so I've always been one of those people, like when I'm emotional or when I'm sad about something, when someone's like, are you okay? It like makes me want to cry more. I'm like, no, I'm not okay. So I just, am like, don't talk to me. Like, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Like, give me space. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when I, when I, when I have to hold it together, like I don't have a choice, you know, like my, I have children, like I have a job. I had to plan the funeral. I had to do all these things and, you know, you know, I had to just stay strong. So I kind of like, I had friends that I'm used to talking to like on the regular on a daily basis, like, Hey, like, what's up? Where are you? So I finally told Diego, like, Hey, do me a favor. Like if anyone reaches out to you looking for me, cause a couple of my friends have been like, where's Iris, what's going on? 
I'm like, just let them know what happened and let them know that I'm just going to like take a few days. Like I just need to get my life together. And I don't feel like telling the story. I don't want to cry. I don't, I don't want to go there right now. And so he did me that favor. And it's such a beautiful thing how like you can tell people like get, she needs space and like, they won't give it to you. <laughs> like they refuse to give it to you because people mm. know, like you need a support system. And yeah. so like you included Ashley, like Sarah, Brittany, Matt, like all my friends messaged me and were like, Hey, I know you need your space. Like, I understand that, but like, I am here, you know? So it just felt really good knowing I didn't have to respond in that moment, but like people were there for me because yeah. I can, I, I thought about it afterwards. I was like, imagine how sad it would be if like everyone legit just gave me space and like, you know, <laughs> like, guys, like you don't know what you need. You're asking for what you think you need, but like at any given moment, you may just want to like spill, you know, like you may just want to yeah. like come undone and like talk about it. And, um, yeah, definitely so hard. It was, it was so hard and like definitely shock at first. Um, I did go through denial. My sister was the one that was very stuck and might still be in denial because they went to have dinner the night before. And, um, this really like hit me because she says that a couple of weeks before they had gone to like IHOP and that they were eating and chatting and like it had gotten really late and it was during the week and when the guy came he's like are you ladies gonna want any like dessert any coffee anything and that my mom was like bring the menu and my sister's like no no no, like we don't have time like I have to work tomorrow it's getting late and that the waiter told my sister your job will always be there your mom won't so have some coffee with your mom and like talk a little longer And that my mom like raised her eyebrows and like, was like, haha, you know, and that my sister was like, fine. So that happened. That was maybe like a month before, a few weeks before the night before my mom had a heart attack, they were at Denny's and the same thing happened. Like a waiter came and was like, um, you know, can I get you guys anything else? Like, and my sister's like, I was so tired, Iris. Like I wanted, and mom was my, she's my mom. So she talks a lot. (laughs) So my mom was like yapping away. And that my sister's like, bring us like a dessert menu or something. Like we're going to stay like a little longer and that she really, they just stayed like as long as they wanted to. And they talked and like, it's so sad because she's like, she she was like, no, like, no, like she was fine. Like we had like, we were, we had fun last night. Like we had it we had a whole conversation. Like we were there all night. Like she was fine. She was happy. And you know, it's just really, really hard. Um, for her, I feel because like she saw her so lively. And so even that day that it happened, like my mom was up making breakfast and like everything just happened so fast. So it's, it's harder to like get yourself out of that denial phase when like it happens so suddenly, you know, it's different when you have someone who's like, has had cancer for a while and has been fighting that battle or has like some illness, you know, like that has no cure or you know, when it's like something sudden, like a car accident, a heart attack, like things that from like one day to the next, like, I think it, I think that the stages of grief can really get dragged out, you know? And so I think that for me, again, I had no stages starting at all. I was just like, in like, I was numb. Um, and it wasn't until like after the funeral, like literally looking at pictures, not even feeling like I was there at the funeral, (laughs) 
<laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like feeling yeah, like, you kinda like, like you kind of like blacked out. Yeah. And, you know, going back to what you commented about, like how expensive funerals are, like, I felt like I was buying a fucking car. Like the, the funeral industry is the most insensitive and I don't want to speak for all funeral homes, but like this one particular, like not to bash, this was my experience and I will be leaving a review. Sorry. Um, I had literally the most disappointing experience and I lost it on the guy that um, prepared my mom, the mortician, because he was such a dick. And I went to go pick my, do you know like how hard it was? Like I, I was alone. Like I had to go pick a dress for her. I had to choose her casket. I had to like, and the number just kept getting higher and higher. And like, I literally had to like pull money out of my 401k. Like, you know, like it was just such a nightmare for me to like have to figure this out alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. so grateful that I did have family come forth. Like my cousin paid for mariachis, like an aunt of mine who really shouldn't have helped me because we don't, don't have the best relationship gifted us the plot, like where my mom was buried, which helped me tremendously. Um, so like, I'm not going to say I didn't have support. I did have a lot of support and I still was completely spent be, like yeah. a lot of money, you know? So I, um, I, when I went to drop off her dress, I took some earrings that I wanted and like a perfume, like, like a perfume I wanted her to be sprayed with and like a lipstick that I wanted. And I really, really wanted them to dye her hair for her because I could see she had roots like where she hadn't dyed it. Mm -hmm. And I was so disappointed Casey, because when I got to the, to the funeral home, he was like in a hurry. He's like, I have a meeting. I have to be here. I was like, okay, well, I just, um, I've been traveling back and forth from Houston. This is my third time coming down. Like, I just want to give you all this stuff and ask some questions. And he's like, go just meet me in there. I'm like, okay. So like, I take out the box of dye and I was like, um, I know it's a lot to ask. And he's like filling out a, like an inventory of the things I'm dropping off. I was like, I know it's a lot to ask, but like, I wanted to know if you, if you have time and he's like, I have no time. He's like, I have no time for anything. And, and, and he's like, so, and he's like, not looking at me. And I was like, what do you, I was like, no time for what? And he, like, I slammed the box of dye on the table. I was like, you have no time for what? And he's like, what are you asking? I said, exactly. You don't even know what I'm asking of you. And you're telling me you don't have time. And he was like, what is it that I said, no, sit down, like sit down. I said, give me five minutes. I said, you know, who doesn't have time? My fucking mom, (laughs) she's dead. Did you forget? (laughs) I was like, I want to know if you can dye my mom's hair. That's all I want to know. And I said, no, you know what? It's 222 by the way right now. But <laughs> anyway, so I was like, you know what? I said, as a matter of fact, like you're gonna dye her hair. I said, because from the moment that I started this whole process with you guys, I was sent home to write an obituary by myself. I have had to like hound you guys to make sure that her body got over here from Houston. Like there's been no communication. Like I've just been so disappointed and like, I get that you have a meeting and an appointment and like people are dying. People are grieving. Like, do you see anyone around me? No, I'm alone. Cause I had to plan this whole fucking funeral by myself. I said, and I've given you guys upwards of $15,000. You're going to dye my mom's motherfucking hair. <laughs> I swear to God. And he was like, Casey, he looked at me like, oh shit. You know, I was like pissed. I was like. I am leaving now. Here's the box. And he's like, Miss Bella, can I call you later? 
I was like, of course you're going to call me. It's not whether you have to, it's your job. I was like, you're, he was literally the one that directed like the whole service. I was like, yes, you're going to call me. I was like, you got paid this month because my mom's going to be in the ground. Like you have to call me. So bye. Like I literally, I came out and that was my first, the first time I lost it. Like since my mom had died. So I get in the car and I was like, you snapped. <laughs> Hell yeah. I snapped. I was like, I snapped and, and, and I'm glad it was on someone who deserved it. Like, I'm sorry. Like I was so disappointed in how everything was going. And I'm very happy that I set the tone at that point, because from then on, you better believe they were extremely attentive and like everything else was seamless. But I feel like if I hadn't like put my foot down, you know, they were like trying to sell me other whole, like other plots and saying the next person's going to die. You're going to be in the same situation. Like, let's go ahead and just package it into your deal. And, like, just like trying to upsell me. And, you know, I, I will say the one thing that I splurged a little on was my mom's casket because it was the last thing I ever bought my mom, you know, and I wanted her to be in a beautiful casket. She loved angels. And so like the edges had little like angels, like like golden angels and um yeah so it was a nightmare <laughs> what I said I love that I'm thinking about my mom and we my siblings and I were like what kind of urn does she want <laughs> oh my gosh well you know what my mom refused to ever talk about death or like she was very scared to die and um one the only thing that I knew she wanted was to be buried like I knew she didn't want to be cremated um so I was like that's all I know that's all I can respect and so um overall her services were like extremely beautiful from what I can remember um but it's all really cloudy and I don't know I don't know how to live without a mom like life is really really weird and for those of you guys who still have are lucky enough to have your parents around um if they don't have life insurance, like, please get some start a savings, figure it out, like plan ahead because like planning a funeral while you're grieving, I don't recommend. It's probably the worst thing you could possibly do. I looked at my hair and I swear to God that I've had like 60 new white hair, like gray white hairs develop in the past two weeks because of how stressed I've been. Um, and so please guys, please like plan ahead. And as far as like, you know, my parent, my grandparents took a huge hand in raising me. I spent a lot of time with them between me and my sister. My sister's definitely my mom's, like they were very close. I have always been a little cold, a little distant. And like, we've had our own turbulence in our relationship, but I would literally give anything, you know, to like, have my mom here. So if you guys don't call your mom every day, tell her that you love her, like start doing it now. It's, you know, you hear about people losing their parents all the time. Like if you lose a friend, this sounds fucked up, right? But like you have a lot of different friends and like obviously each friend is special, you know, people that come in and out of your life or like even like I don't know how to I don't know. Like there's certain relationships that I won't say that they're replaceable, but your mother, like you will never have another mother. Like that's who yeah. gave you birth. That is the person who like, you know what their heart sounds like from the inside of their body. Like it's crazy. And it's such a deep connection that you don't really like feel the 
I don't know, like, it's just so sad. And so I really, really, I'm praying for all of you guys who have ever lost a mother. Like, I truly feel like it's something you don't understand until it happens to you. Um, fathers as well, but yeah, I don't know. That's our sad ass episode, guys. <laughs> like, fuck our lives. I know. Dude, tell me why I'm like, I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, no, this is nothing. Like, it's nothing. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like I said, guys, this is and it's very early for me to ha be having this conversation because like talking about those stages of grief, like I'm not even halfway down the list. I know that I'm not. So I yeah. may not be okay, you know, in a few weeks. But all I know is like, it's the little things that hit you. Like my mom didn't look like herself. They worked on her so hard. They intubated her. They pumped her up with fluids. Like she just wasn't her. So in a way I felt, okay, like I can't connect with her dead body. Cause I feel like this isn't her kind of like, yeah, like yeah. body. And I looked at her and I feel like she looked a lot older, like yeah. than when she was alive. Um, like, shit, like death could really age you quick. Like she looked <laughs> like an elderly lady and she wasn't, she was very vibrant. Like, did, did you feel that way? Like when you saw, yeah. um, my mom had just been like, everything was like wrong with her, like towards the end, like she just, um, she had diabetes and like, she, like, I think they took off a, a toe, maybe one of her toes, a couple of toes. Gangrene. And then it became then her knee and she had knee surgery and then she was like losing her teeth and then her hair like all the things that could have gone wrong and like she joked about it all the time with like her siblings and she'd just be like yeah I'm the one that got all this shit like uh, my mom was very she cursed like a sailor and oh, wow I love that dude and then I'm, I'm like my siblings and I were like we say the f word like every other sentence um but yeah she knew like she wasn't in the best health and um the same like with you and your mom like my me my grandparents raised me and my mom and I we had a relationship but it was it could have been it could have been better and I think like as I was getting older I was we were opening up to each other more and like understanding each other and um a lot of like conversations were starting to happen between her um my grandmother and myself um and then she passed and I was like well we weren't done talking oh my gosh Casey <laughs> oh my gosh like that's insane like that is so insane because I feel like me and my sister were also like we had just entered a new level of womanhood where we were leaning yeah. on more than ever, like literally more than ever. And I think it takes us so long to realize like, oh, you know what? She does want what's best for me. Shit. Like I've well, been such a bitch ass daughter my whole life. Exactly. Like, exactly. And, you know, you've always just been looking out for me. Like, and you know, not to say my mom didn't have her faults. She a hundred percent had her faults. Like we all do. She wasn't perfect by any means, but there's so many things that just recently I realized, like, you sure right about that, mom. Like, you are right. Like, you have a point. And I feel like we were, like, letting our walls down in a lot of ways yeah. that like, we had had up for many years. And I'm telling you, like, it doesn't, you know, when I, like, when everyone left and I was at the hospital with her and that whole day, like, I literally looked like I had gotten hit by a bus. Like, I was so 
I, I look like a zombie Yeah, I bet. sitting there just like staring at her. And I was like, this isn't even you. Like you, this doesn't even look like you. Like you look so different. Were you, were you a little mad at her? Like, were you sitting there? Like you, yes. I'm like, why did this happen? I was angry at God. Like um, we're going to have to have another like episode about like, yeah, more, more grief because like, there's so much to talk about, but I sat there and I was staring at her and I'm like, like, you look like grandma. Like she looked just like my grandma. And then I couldn't breathe. Cause I was like, you're never going to look like, like, I'm never going to see my mom, like as an elderly lady. I was like, wait. And I was like, you're not going to like, you're never going to be old. <laughs> like she was 63, you know, I was like, oh shit. I was like, you're not going to see my kids grow up. Like my Hazel's five, you yeah. know, like, you're not going to see Hazel when she's 10. And I was like, oh my God, like, I was like, shit, like, I'm never going to see you with wrinkled skin or like, I'm just never going to see you old, you know, like, and I just like started to have like, what's happening right now, you know, like I started just yeah. feel like, like I couldn't breathe and I was so fucking sad and I was alone with her and I just, the guy walked in that came to pick her up. I'm like, take her. <laughs> like are you sure he's like I can give you more time I'm like no I'm losing my mind like take her and he was like okay he was like I felt so bad like he looked at me and he I could tell he felt terrible and if only he knew like that was the first time I had been crying like all day you know like and it's just you like when you sit there alone in your thoughts like it really just starts to like hit different and I don't know like after that my sister was really mad because I have a really fucked up sense of humor. If you know me personally, I'm not okay. And I do think like my sister and I have different biological fathers and I think it's got something to do with that. Like we're just so different. And if there's one thing I did get from my dad, it's like his really morbid, like sense of humor, like kind of fucked up personality and inability to shut the fuck up when like just saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Like I'm exactly like him in that way. Yeah. And so like my aunt, my cousins, like people were coming over to the house and my sister was literally like in bed crying. Like you could not get her out of bed. Like she was like in full on fetal position, like crying every day. And so she got so pissed because when I'm planning everything, I asked Diego like, hey, you want to be a palm bear so you can let my mom down one last time? And of course, everyone's like bust out laughing. And my sister's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what is wrong with you? She's like, you're not okay. And I'm like, I actually I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. Like, this is how I'm doing things, you know? Um <laughs> I dude, my siblings and I were the same. And like to this day, we still joke around. We're very and with other people that probably don't know our humor and and my family like but my aunts and uncles like we all whenever it happened like they were very hurt they lost their big sister and um they we drank silly we would like we got drunk um and we would just be like oh to lisa to lisa to my mom you know and then now when we talk about my mom we're like oh she's so rude like well she had to go and die and like yeah 
like now we're stuck here having to deal with this like way to go or like my brother was telling this story once I want to say it real quick he um he was talking to a customer and a customer was like what kind of name is EJ did you not have parents um that took care of you or that 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 cared about you and my brother was like well no sir um my dad left me when I was little and my mom died (laughs) (laughs) I bet he was like fuck my life right and so like this guy like he's telling me and my cousin we're at my cousin's graduation party he's telling me and my cousin and then his friends a story so me and John break out laughing we're like oh it's so funny and the little table is like like they don't know what to if like yeah. to laugh or yeah. like to, to say they're sorry or give their condolences like because our mom died <laughs> and we look at them we're like we're sorry we're sorry we laugh about my mom's death a lot like yeah well okay and so like I'm glad my sister is slowly like slowly getting there like she yesterday I, I used to sit in my car and talk with my mom she used to do that so yesterday I was like I guess we sit with each other and talk now so we were sitting in her car like talking and she was giving me some advice and I didn't really like it. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. And then I was like, this fucking sucks. Like I screamed. <laughs> she was like, I was like, I hate this mom so much. And she's like, fuck, I didn't know my advice was that bad. <laughs> she's like, you know, mom's like, he, she, oh, so when I got into the car, like the little prayer cards that they give at the funeral. Yeah. Like, okay. And she gets the card. She's like, we're here. Spill. <laughs> <laughs> so like, she's slowly getting there and it's, I don't know like it's anyone who's listening to this episode who hasn't like experienced a loss like this like they're gonna think I'm crazy because I'm crying and laughing and like all these things and that's literally that's how I am every day like I can't explain it I'm already very like I'm just such a yo-yo person you know like I'm up and down all the time um and extremely like temperamental and so like I just feel like this is the worst thing that could happen to me because I'm just not like I don't know, but that's where I'm at. That's what I'm doing. I feel like another episode would like, like just talking a little more about like relationships with moms, um, because people talk all about daddy issues, but nobody talks about mommy issues. Like I've got mommy issues too. I don't just have daddy issues. And so I know we're going to, I got both. So real. <laughs> two separate episodes guys they are coming up, but for those of you who like have, you know, it's storming really bad and I'm afraid the lights are going to go out. You hear that? Oh my so, gosh. I know. And I have to go get my kids. So we're going to end it here. Um, I love you guys. We're going to be doing a giveaway this month. I'm going to slowly start putting things together. And Casey's going to do a kinky little giveaway too for SMS after dark. We just yes. need to like, take all the things, put it together. And um, thank you all for whoever's still with us in 2023. Um, follow us on Instagram at 16 Men's Phil. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.